Hello, and welcome to What's Your Deal? I'm your host, Ariana Lenarski, and this is the podcast where we read tarot for special guests to see where they've been and to find out where they're going. Today, we have with us Hallie Cantor. Hi, Hallie. Hello. She is a writer, a wonderful television writer who's written for Lady Dynamite and Arrested Development. She's also written pieces for The New Yorker. And she's sitting across from us today. She has an expression of, she's ready for anything, I think, is maybe the expression I'm seeing. I feel ready for anything. Okay. You sort of asked me a little bit about my intention with with some crystals that you were setting out, mm-hmm. you know, which one I wanted closest to me. And I, I chose the one for uh, showing me the next level. Yeah, so I'm just she's, ready she's to have getting... my eyes opened. <laughs> my third eye's open, my fourth eye's open. I'm ready. You're ready to enter the fifth dimension you know what I've noticed is really strange about um, – I should rant a little bit about this. Actually, maybe you will rant too because I think that you're someone that – sometimes I, I normally when I have a guest on, they haven't like experimented with witchcraft or that much stuff. Ooh. I usually like people that are a little more skeptical. Sure. But I think it's something that you are like slightly interested in but also super skeptical about. But you do like have a deck of tarot cards. Yes. I think that I – I feel like maybe we're on the same page about it. Yeah. Well, maybe well, you're I, on a more advanced page. Yeah, I have a whole podcast about it where I, I read people too and I do it professionally. Okay, that's true, that's true, that's true. <laughs> I mean, like, ideologically, I find your approach to tarot appealing because mm. you like it a lot and talk about it a lot and find it fascinating. But also you have said to me that it's like bullshit. Right. Um, and, you know, that's... I, that's just the like level life. on which I enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. Like nothing has any meaning and nothing is real, but also like, you know, things are very meaningful and important because if we don't make them meaningful and important, then we're going to get bored. Right. Wow. Getting real, getting real deep right away. Whew. That's Hallie. Yeah. I feel like I'm, we talk normally in life, but I rarely make this much eye contact with you. <laughs> And I feel like it's really like bringing locking, me into like a, are we we're locked locking in? in. Yeah. Okay, I could take my glasses off of that. <laughs> Why would better. that help at all? <laughs> because then I wouldn't be able to see you as well. I guess you'd be able to see me better. Uh, we could take our gla- Should we take our glasses off? Okay, if you want to. Actually, when I practice yoga, which is not okay. witchcrafty. Also, but I want people to like, know we, we both just took our glasses off. Yeah, so we took our glasses staring. off. I, You're very blurry. It's actually making me feel a lot more comfortable. Yeah, I feel more comfortable too. Um, when I practice yoga, I do it without my glasses because my glasses are like very loose and slide right off my big head. Uh Um, but it also really helps me like focus on myself instead of like looking at other people. Yeah. It's like being in an impressionist painting. Maybe I should just go around in life not wearing wearing glasses. I think you should probably keep your glasses on. I'd like bump into a lot of stuff like Mr. Magoo style. You're driving us home, so. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'll put them on to drive. Okay, great. That, that's it. But, but, uh. I feel like, well, that that that's kind of interesting to what I was thinking about, where I notice that people will say, people who seem to be really lost in the sauce about yeah, tarot and everything. Sure. Is that say, a basketball term? Lost in the sauce? Yeah. No, no. It's, a, ter- <laughs> it's, a, term, it's a term about um, falling to, actually, I think it's a nasty, I think it's actually a nasty term. Where oh, you my. like like you get lost in the sauce of someone's is that a reference to like alcoholism? No, I I don't know if I can say this. Or is the sauce like the sea? I think the sauce is the um like delicious ass physical aspects of a woman. Oh, yeah, you get lost sauce. in the sauce. Yeah, you get lost in the sauce. Wow. Okay. 
Are you allowed to use anatomical language on this podcast? I don't know. <laughs> I won't say it then, but we all know what lost in the sauce means. Okay. Sometimes people get lost in the sauce of witchcraft, whatever. Sure. Yeah. And when they do do Where that. they're like believing in it too much? Yeah. They lose their minds. Okay. And I've noticed that a lot of time people will be like, we have to make the jump from 3D to 5D. Whoa. Have you heard this before? No. Uh, why are they just passing over 4D? Exactly what I was going to ask you. What why would you ask me? I don't even know what 5D means. Wait, okay, so 3D is like like 3D space, and then 4D is, the fourth is time, and then the fifth dimension... Movement? Movement. Yeah, oh, like moving okay. through space is fate. Maybe the fifth dimension is space. Oh, okay, moving through space over time. I, I'm flabbergasted. Well, I'm just glad that you phrase. immediately noticed that we we're skipping the fourth dimension as well. Of course. So, well, anyway. You can't go right from three to five. That's insanity. Yes. So That's I, how you get lost in the sauce. Yes, exactly. Like, what about the fourth level? Yeah. Which also reminds me of the, were we talking about the Wayside Stories books? Possibly. Because I do love those books. How yeah. they go from the 12th floor to the 14th floor. Yes, and it's like, no, the 14th floor is the 13th floor. Yeah. I don't know if we've had this conversation, but like, we may as well have. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping that when you are going to the next level now, you are going to go to this level that for some reason people are so ready to just skip, which is, but you're going to be fourth. brave enough to go there. Oh, yes. okay. So we're entering the fourth dimension. Well, but now I'm sort of envious of all these people who are skipping right to the fifth. <sighs> <laughs> no, we don't want to be not like them. Do you what have a crystal for going to the next level past the one that's consecutively next? Cause that's where I'd like to go. So the sixth dimension? Ooh, you want to? I want to one up everybody. I'm that, going right to dimension I think number to six. One up people. You have to go to the fourth dimension where everyone is afraid to go. Oh, you have to be the one right. that's brave enough to go to the fourth dimension. I'll go to the fourth dimension. So Great. wait. So since the fourth dimension is time, does that have any bearing on like what that means for me? I spiritually, think- or it's just like. <laughs> It's, I mean, is it going to be some revelation about my past and future and everything? Or is it just going to be like a cooler dimension? Let me think. Okay. It must be frightening. Here's why. Fourth dimension, if it's mm-hmm. just time but no space, yes. you must be recalling every single moment of your life at once. Right. Which like time is a terrible. flat circle. Yeah. Okay. That sounds bad. Yeah, that sounds really bad. I see now why people want to go just... <laughs> <laughs> yes, but if I were a therapist, and I frequently <laughs> pretend that I am, I would say that you can't really get to the fifth dimension without confronting the fourth dimension. Right. I'm nodding like, yeah. Very. Yeah. <laughs> Even without my glasses, I can see that that's a knowing nod. Um, okay. Yeah. I buy that. So if you were, so we're in the fourth dimension now. <laughs> All of time is now. Yes. Okay. Oh my so God. it's overwhelming. Yeah. What do you want to know the most? Oh boy. Or what do you, I guess it would be, what do you want to see the most? Where do you want to go the most? You can go to any place in time. Oh my God. Is this where I'm supposed to say that I'd kill Hitler? (laughs) Um, That's so cliche now. That's true. Well, it's interesting because I kind of feel like my normal questions would be like, I want to see the future. I want to see if things change. But if all of time is happening at the same time, then like, can things change or you can change? I feel like I'm stoned, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> I, I guess. Hmm, let me make this easier for yeah. you. What, just what time would you like to return to? I oh, guess I would be okay, like, okay. either a time of happiness or a time where everything changed and you would want to like change it, but that might be too intense. 
So I might just take you back to a happy time. The morning my parents told me they were splitting. <laughs> no, no, no. Wait, is that actually something that you no. remember? Okay. I mean, I remember it, but uh, <clears throat> no need to return there today. <laughs> um, oh, I guess, I mean, okay, now that we're thinking about time, I'm thinking about like my New Year's resolution this year was to like, you know, confront negative self-talk and like you know love it actively try to like interrupt the thought patterns uh-huh. and I feel like I've tried to do this many times in my life and when we're talking about like all the time repeating it's like you know you get in these spirals of like I'm gonna really improve and work on something but then you kind of like go back into your old patterns and like it ends up being sort of like a slinky that's headed upward you know where it's like it's slowly getting better over time but also like maybe it's just a circle well, they say time, they say healing is a spiral. Right. Yeah. That's, and by they, that's I mean the a girl I that I of, follow I on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> she sounds very wise. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess I'm, I'm curious about where my, my healing spiral is, is going. Interesting. But there's nothing, but there's no part of your past. So it's like, man, that was a really happy moment. And I wish I could get back to that point of flow hmm. that I was in or something or like that pure happiness like I remember this moment when I was in a hammock on a rooftop mm-hmm. with the guy that I was like in love with when I was Ooh. like 18 yeah and it was like a hot summer's day in New York City but we were up in this hammock and we were like in the hammock looking out over the city and wow. I was like I think this is the happiest moment of my whole life Oh my gosh. And I remember thinking, it's only up from here. Like I was like so optimistic and then it wasn't. But okay, so your desire to go back to that, is that it's just a desire to feel that moment or is it a desire to do things differently from then on? To feel that feeling again. Yeah. I I think I don't have enough respect for a fleeting moment because if I were going to think about going back to the happiest moment, it would be like, well, but then it's going to end. Wow. Like I... I have no a, respect for the fleeting moment. No respect for the fleeting moment. I one time when I was a little girl, I went to Six Flags, maybe some kind of amusement park with just my dad. And I was like a real little daddy's girl. And like usually like, you know, it was like we would go somewhere as a whole family. But this was like for some reason, my sister and my mom were like on another trip somewhere. And it was like just me and my dad. So we could ride the log flumes the whole day, which was my favorite thing to do because um, I was afraid of real roller coasters. And I, at one point during the day, I started crying and my dad was like, what's wrong? And I was like, this day is going to end. Oh. <laughs> and I just wanted to ride log flumes with my dad. You were never wiser than in that moment. I know. That was truly the wisest joy also, you've ever felt. I feel like it's also not wise because the wise thing to do would be just enjoy the fucking ride no on the way. log flumes. No way. You, the best joy is accompanied by a sense of crushing sadness. Maybe. But I feel like sometimes my sense of crushing sadness uh, like eclipses the joy and I'm not able to really experience the joy because I know it will end. I think it just might mean you're not dumb as fuck. Maybe. I also like sometimes when I'm like snuggling with my dog and stuff, I think about how she's going to die someday. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and now she's that's like, weird because I know that dog. And yeah. for you to be thinking about Robbie, the perfect. She's a perfect Robbie angel. is like the most. We both like clutched our chests Ugh. thinking about her. She's like one of the most perfect dogs I've ever known. I love her so much. She's not even two years old. Like she's not going to die anytime soon. Knock on wood. And still it's like the. The future loss is is present in wow. in any joy and love that you feel. 
That must be your problem because I've never looked at Robbie and thought about that. That wow. that might be your that that truly is something we might want to solve today. Okay. <laughs> sure. And, to, yeah. Not that I, this is not a problem solving podcast. Um, I mean, if if my ascendance into the fourth or fifth dimension <laughs> allows me to kind of make peace with loss. Mm, wow. And like experience the current moment of time that I'm in, I'd be chill with that. Okay. I love it. I think that's really great. That, I think that's what we'll try to focus on great. with your reading. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will read the tarot of Hallie Cantor. You think about Robbie dying? <laughs> Not like all the time. <laughs> But once in a while, because people are always like posting about like, you know, on Twitter, like you always see someone who's like, we're saying goodbye to Jasper today. Like we had so many good times. And like, I'm like, someday. You wow. Know? I think about my mom dying. But I think of it in a way where I'm like, prepare. <laughs> oh, no, no. Just kidding. Where I'm like preparing myself. Maybe that's OK. OK. Let me do intro back, and then we'll keep talking about this. Okay. Welcome back to What's Your Deal? We're here with Hallie Cantor about to read her tarot. We're talking a little bit more about what we were talking about previously, where, okay, I had a revelation during the break that maybe the reason that you are thinking of the darker parts, like of Robbie dying or something mm -hmm. like that, I relate only slightly where I'll think about my parents dying or something mm -hmm. like that, but... I'll do it out of a sense of wanting to control my sense of grief from like, I better think about them dying now so that I won't have to grieve as much later. That's interesting. Does that make sense? Yes. Is that what's happening? Well, it must be on some level a, a form of attempted self-protection to be like, I'm going to feel the pain now and then yeah, I and won't then I have as much to feel later. And it does not make sense at all. Yeah. It's not like a zero sum thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe it's an attempt to like limit the amount that you like fully love something or feel comfortable in something so that then when like the end of it comes you are less like shattered by it yeah you don't feel as bad yes like I've always done this in relationships too been like okay well yeah you know there's this person I'm seeing but like you know who knows? I won't give my whole now, but, like, thing I'm never the person who's like I love him like it's <laughs> you know we're together forever <laughs> this is it and I think it's because I am afraid of like looking stupid if there's a breakup or something and um and then like the world or whatever imaginary audience is watching me. Oh wow. Gets to be like, haha, like she thought this was gonna be forever, but it actually has an end. Wow. I didn't even consider it as like an outside looking in type of thing. It's I, I think it's like a fear of looking stupid to whoa, me. Oh, that is not yeah, I for me, although I totally understand that. It adds another, actually, layer of horror that I hadn't even considered. <laughs> Welcome to my Welcome brain. Welcome to your brain. Uh, for me, it was, it's more like, like, for instance, I was very close to my roommate before she moved mm -hmm. up. But that was that was a weird, that relationship had weird boundaries because I didn't want to get into a real relationship because I yeah. didn't want to give my whole heart or anything because like that. Because you knew someday she would move out? Because I knew someday she would move out. Yeah, it was like casual. It was like mm -hmm. sort of casual and also... Um, I just wanted to avoid ever like feeling really heartbroken or anything like that. Yeah. But then when she did move out, I did you cry and I did feel like shit. And Do I was like, think... well, fuck, I didn't even like give my whole self. Right. So it was a waste. I still felt like yes. shit and you I never got to feel, feel terrible. High. And in some ways it's like even worse because it's like, 
well, I should have just like gone, gone all for in. It. Then. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember very specifically there was one moment we we uh, when we moved out of the house um, when we we had to like move out of the space we were living in, and she really liked the bathtub that was in the bathtub, mm-hmm. and uh, I remember she said, "Can we?" With you know wearing bathing suits, she was like, "Can we like take a bath?" <laughs> And I remember going, no. I was like, no, no, oh, that's weird. And now, and you now wish I'm you like, had taken oh, a bath? that was so stupid. We should have just taken a bath. Oh, that's <laughs> so it's interesting. It's one of my biggest regrets. But do you like, think, why didn't I just get in the fucking bath? Do you think the reason you didn't do it is because you knew that someday once she moved out, you would have to like play the movie in your head of like all the fun <laughs> times you had together. And it would be like the scene of like you two like splashing around in the bathtub. No, I think I truly was. Uh, that was where I might think of outside Yes. Things where I was like, no, that anyone, anyone that I told this to would think this was weird, which is weird because I think I'm a really, I'm a person that does weird shit like that all the time. Yeah. But when some people like, when, when she approached me with something Mm -hmm. weird, I was like, no, no. Interesting. No, you weirdo. So you would have taken the bath if it had been your idea. I think I would have. That's interesting. Which makes me feel terrible. Makes me feel really bad. (laughs) I wouldn't worry about it too much. (laughs) I'm just thinking about... The, the audience thing reminded me of um, this thing that's been on t- Twitter. Somebody, I think Dana Schwartz posted a like mm, video of her being like, here's my audition to be your dead wife. And it's like that little montage thing of like, like, you know, under the covers, like smiling, laughing, mouthing like I love you. And it's like that thing in like her and like every movie ever where like the man is looking back on remembering his dead wife <laughs> and like the little montage of all the like wonderful moments plays. So maybe I think part of me feels like if you can limit the amount of wonderful moments you have in your life, you then you don't have to. to. So like you'll you, never be caught up in a movie where you, will you have, never to have to avenge your wife's You will death. never have to see the little movie montage moment oh, of God. you guys in the bathtub. See, this is the, okay, this is going to be part of your reading too. We have to be more, I'm jumping in on your own, tar- on your tarot spread <laughs> I'm seeing. We have to be more willing to do it. Can't be the opposite way. Yes. Yes. And but then sometimes I do catch myself, you know, that thing when you're like having a really fun time and then <laughs> suddenly you're like, uh oh, like this is going to be a memory someday. <laughs> I think I just like I anytime I start having too much fun, it's like the Six Flags thing where I'm like, oh, no, I can't ride this log flume forever. <laughs> I mean, OK, I love this. I want to. This is what we're going to. This is what you're going to do. You're about. Okay, so I'm gonna have you shuffle these cards. Okay, think about Log what flumes. we've been talking about. Yeah, and bath, bath time with your roommate as you're shuffling. No, don't get, get leave my roommate out of okay, this. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> these cards are so much bigger than the ones that I have because yeah. I have like the mini version of these. My hands feel. It's funny awkward. how many different sizes of tarot cards there are. The first kind that I got, they were as big as a postage stamp. Whoa. That's and it took me tiny. a long time to realize that I deserved bigger cards. Oh my gosh, that was you hard do. for me to come around to realizing. Does it? Do you find that it makes you less likely to take them places when they're tiny? Uh, when they're bigger. Mm, that's a good question. No, I'll usually take this deck anywhere. Do you feel like now that we've had our glasses off for a while, that we should put them back on? No, no, no. Uh, well, actually, yes, because I. Won't be able to see the cards, but um, do you feel like it has changed like the quality of your thinking? Because I feel like it's uh, like it's making me a little fuzzier, but like not in a bad way. It's like, um, 
it's just a little hazy. I think there's like so much going on that I could oh, like, also ever just, I like was shuffling, but I was totally talking the whole time and forgot to think of oh, that. Okay, yeah. I feel like the energy is <laughs> pouring into the cards. I'm gonna put my glasses back on. Hallie is shuffling, shuffling, shuffling. Closing her eyes, even though she can't see. Anyway, so she's like, ooh, a card jumped out. And then don't did look you at see it. what it was? I did see what it was. I didn't see what it was. Well, good. Is it meaningful? <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> okay. All right. I'm ready. Okay. I'm putting my glasses back on. Great. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So uh, with your left hand, cut the deck into three separate piles. And then also with your left hand, put them back together in any order that you choose. Great. And I'm just going to say a brief prayer over these cards. So we had kind of talked a little bit before the podcast about maybe flipping one or two cards rather than doing a whole spread. But I think we kind of know what we want to ask about. So I'm going to pull a five-card spread and see cool. where we're going from there. That's hilarious. Wow. Okay, so what we're looking at now is a five-card spread. Um, at the heart of the spread is, funnily enough, uh, the three of cups reversed, and Hallie's smiling, because I think you know what that is a little bit. Right? I kind of do. I don't know about reversals as much, but I know that this card, I mean, it's like these three gals like lifting their cups together and just like having a grand old time and it literally is the card that I always think about like fun with friends yeah. and like those perfect moments when I like then get in my head and I'm like I won't always have these friends <laughs> and since it's reversed that's literally like oh being like I won't always be Tarot's I won't always magic have, yeah it's really insane <laughs> so that's at the heart of the matter is really feeling like you can't fully embrace the meaning of this card that's joy oh, feeling really yeah. super connected I think the sun is uh, the sun below that is also emphasizing that it's basically the same thing. Sun is total enlightenment, total mm -hmm. joy, total rapture, totally feeling like um, a, you quote get it. You know, it's just like right. oh my god, I see how everything is connected, and I see that everything. I mean, this is going to sound very like religious, but it's like I see that everything is blessed under the light mm -hmm. of love. You know, like all that kind of shit. And I don't see that because it's reversed. And you, um, you know, it's the same thing where you like kind of know that it's there. You know? Yeah. Um, but the but the hmm, not really living it. Not really living it, not letting it fully come up. Mm -hmm. Um and then atop that, uh so basically so the sun is below there and then the three of cups is in the middle there, and then atop those two cards is an ace of swords reversed, which is probably the key to this aside from these other two cards flanking it. Um the Ace of Swords, okay, I'm, I'm seeing how this is all coming into play a little bit. So the Ace of Swords is, uh, Swords always represents your mind, and Aces represent very pure mm, energy from their suit. So the, this is about cl clarity and everything like that. Or oh, what? I thought what? you were going to say it's just like overthinking. It is. 
But but I think aces are so pure that it's not exactly overthinking. When you have too many swords, it does indicate like mm-hmm. too much going on in your mind. But um, the ace of swords is so pure, uh, such a pure um, metaphor for clarity and truth and clear energy that like cuts through any bullshit mm-hmm. essentially. That it usually ends up being a, a seed that is planted to create mental force in a way that's beneficial to you. It's okay. like good, but it can feel really challenging because a lot of times what that means is there, what this says to me is that there actually is some kind of crucial narrative that you tell yourself that needs to be changed, mm-hmm. but the opportunity is available to you. And again, it's reversed as well. So it seems like for all of these, I, I kind of get that for all of these to be upright, mm-hmm. to allow the sun to come in, to allow you to enjoy the time that you spend with your friends without, without crushing it away mm-hmm. essentially. Cause on the one hand, crying when you experience joy is very real. There's a lot of release there usually Mm -hmm. like, you know, you can feel really, you can feel, um, sorrow and joy at the same time. And it doesn't really ruin the moment, but for, but to try to hold it all back, that sounds more like what you're doing, right? I feel like there's crying when you experience joy because you're so like overwhelmed by the joyousness. And then there's crying because you're like discounting Mm -hmm. the joy somehow. And scared that it's going to end. Yes. Right. And you can't feel it all the way. So this, Ace, um, so yes, the sun comes in, yes, the friendship comes in, along with this ace that helps you find uh, the, really, really challenge yourself to understand the truth of what your situation is, Mm. which I don't really know what that is. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it has something to do with safety and trust. Mm -hmm. Because I'm seeing that it's flanked by pentacles cards. Mm. So I think that's kind of what this is about a little bit. The knight of pentacles is more in the past position. So the knight of pentacles is very, very concerned with trust. Like very, very concerned with the real world. He's the slowest knight. And he moves in a way that's very cautious and very doesn't doesn't take risks. Mm-hmm. Because he wants to really like make sure that the ground is beneath his feet. Would you say that the knight of pentacles didn't have any friends in high school and yeah. took her turkey sandwiches to the library to do her homework during every lunch period. And then got into an Ivy League and like... <laughs> and then realized that academia was pointless and she should have been building her social skills. Yes. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Oh, man. You know, there's nothing wrong with this night. This night, that's but that's the thing is like the ground, you did build the ground beneath your feet in many ways. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But you didn't want to rely on anybody else to do that, to help to connect in that way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was all about um, making sure that you didn't have to roll. I, I don't know why I'm repeating myself, but it was like, you know, all about making sure you didn't have to rely on anybody yeah. else to feel Listen, secure. I said the thing about my parents' divorce as a joke, <laughs> but it all comes back to that. <laughs> you and can't rely card. on anyone. Everything ends. You're alone forever. So hey, get yeah, it together. Yeah, all right. Mom. <laughs> and this card represents your parents. No, I'm just kidding. Um, fine. Wait, I know you just said this, but is this, this is past, past and then, okay, this other one is future. Which is fine. Cool. Knights are young energy. Mm-hmm. You did feel that way. This was important to you. Like it makes mm-hmm. sense. It yeah. makes sense. But, uh, so now you are in a more grounded place where you can explore these, um, more mm, joyous or like life affirming experiences that aren't just about work or about your own personal security in the material world. Mm -hmm. So lastly, we have the eight of pentacles and he's reversed as well. So now I love, I actually really love the story that this is telling. So this says that 
he, he obviously also is working really hard. This What this card shows is a guy who's leaned over his work table and he's got six pentacles that he's been working on and he's pounding away at a seventh and there's an eighth mm -hmm. to come. He kind of almost looks finished with whatever task he's working on. Mm -hmm. um, something about this card is you can see that there's a path that's leading back to his community. Oh, Does that yeah. make sense? Mm -hmm. And there's a kind of... Um, there's a theory that his work is meaningful to his community and that he is involved with, you see where this is going. Yes. <laughs> my work is meaningful to my yes, community. Yes, yes, So, So <laughs> when it's reversed, there's that's still kind of coming in. Like you're still trying to shift from the knight who mm -hmm. is solely focused on work and doesn't even right. like have, isn't even conceptualizing that this yeah. could like. No, he's, there's like no sign of other humans in no. the knight of There's not card. even a sign that his work can be used to create emotional joy. Mm -hmm. It's just not even a part of his reality. So for you, this shows that you're maturing into someone who knows that not only are they a really hard worker and you can finish your tasks and you know what I mean? Like you're, you're someone who can really be relied on to mm -hmm. do a meticulous job and do things well, but that you are like an essential part of the community that you're in and that, um, you can't, there's nothing that you can do to like, destroy the bonds of the people that care about you. Whoa. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, there's been too much work done to f be a human being in the material world. So you just have to really think about your own values and how the work you do does contribute to part of your community. Because I think the more that you feel, actually, yeah, I think this makes sense to me. The more that you feel like you are doing material things that matter to the people you love, I think the safer you will feel to feel connected to them and feel joy because it'll be mm -hmm. so obvious to you. It's like, I helped this person and they helped me or yeah. whatever it is. And like, we are safe here together in this world that we have literally all built together. And I'm like a crucial part of that. Does that make sense? That's so Sorry. nice. <laughs> yeah. Does it mean anything that that guy was reversed? I, it's just that it's coming into being, I think. Mm. Or maybe that you're still searching to know what your work is that brings you mm -hmm. meaning. Because right. I think that's very important to you. I think that's like a big part of why it's hard to let go with others is that there is a sense of existentialism involved where it's like, oh, my God, this mm -hmm. is all for nothing. Like all of this joy is just going to drift away and it never mattered. Yeah. But that's not true. I also was just thinking when you said that about how like my actual work of writing is like does sort of require or I'm telling myself that it requires a certain amount of like remove or like detached cynicism yeah, or whatever. So. You just need to be able to like see what's going on and be outside it. And then, of course, there's the myth of like, well, if you're like really happy and enjoying your life all the time, what are you going to write about? <laughs> right, right. Because it's not most of my historic creative inspiration has come from places of pain rather than of like mm. contentment. I think it is hard for I can relate as a writer as well. Like I think I think it is hard because you actually do have to get perspective in order to you have to detach yourself from the present in order to write. But I think it's more about like don't write when you're when you're in right. the situation. Yeah, yeah. You can detach <laughs> later. later. Yeah, yeah, detach later. You when can you're be in detached. the experience and then later be like right. Okay, that part was weird. Yeah. Even though I totally relate to being in a situation, you're like writing it as it's happening. Yeah. Like you're describing it as it's happening in your own head. So there's a bit of like needing to let go of that. And then later you can be yeah. as vicious as you can. Yeah, like. I mean, it is nice that this uh, six of, what is he, eight of pentacles? Eight of pentacles. Dude, uh, he's like kind of taking his time in 
in his own little space to do yes. his work, but then there's the path back to the community. It's like, they'll be there. Yes. You can which rejoin the world. Yes. In a nice way. In fact, there's no way to even get away from it, which is kind of scary. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there obviously there is. People do it every day. Yeah. Um, through capitalism, people do it every day. Oh my God, you're so, so I just right. want to throw that out there. Um, so I think that can help. And it's like, you know, it's such a slow process, but I think that is something that the more you can trust in your contributions, mm -hmm. I think the easier it'll be to enjoy the present moment. Yeah. I think. I mean, it's resonate? interesting, too, that it's like encouraging me to almost quantify how good a friend I am. Because I feel like a way I have been thinking about it is like, you don't have to be productive to be valuable. Like you don't have to be writing on a cool show. You don't have to be like, you know, getting a lot of things done. Like you don't have to be like saying the funniest thing at the party. You can just be man. Like people will love you. Even if you're just like a boring lump. Um, <laughs> but this spread seems to be like, no, you, you, you do stuff. <laughs> I, well, I mean, so I wonder I, if it's like focus hmm. more on doing stuff or like you're going to be doing stuff no matter what. Uh, hmm. let me think about how to frame that. I, cause the first part of what you said is right. Like you can be a boring lump and I I'll guess, still but come people and don't see. like lumps. I like when you're a lump, I'll come over oh, and hang out thanks. when you're a lump. <laughs> uh, I think it's more saying, hmm. It's more saying, don't worry about if you're meaningful or not. Like, mm -hmm. and this actually isn't just about real world stuff. Like pentacles is about trust. So mm -hmm. you build Right. Your you work is building to build relationships. Trust. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You get it. Yeah. <laughs> is there anything else you want to ask about? I don't know. I mean, it's <laughs> like it's a beautiful vision for the future. I guess I I'll take it's that. just like a don't Here, worry. Here's what I really should ask. Do you feel like you went to the next level? Oh my God. Do I feel like I went to the next level? <laughs> I kind of feel like I should maybe we should pull one more card. Have a roadmap to the next level. Oh, like I see what I the next that. level will look oh, like. Oh, I like that. I like that. I don't know if okay. I know how to get there okay. other than like, don't worry, just okay. trust. But like, is there maybe some guidance on like? Yeah, let's ask how to trust. Is yeah. it an active thing? Is it like a relaxing thing? Okay. Uh, what do you need to know about going to the next level in terms of trust? Right. Yeah. Is that what I can ask? Hmm. We pulled temperance. What does that mean? It's such a beautiful card. It's like a big, it's like an angel with these big red wings and she's pouring, um, she's pouring her cups probably back and forth into each other. Um, she's got one foot in the water and she's got one foot on land. She's like beside a bank and mm -hmm. the sun is arising in the, over the mountains and there's these like beautiful daffodils that are coming up. It's very beautiful. Inside. She's very beautiful. She's got a little triangle on her. Um, is that like an Illuminati thing? It's a gay pride thing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> actually, I think she actually is a hermaphrodite. Oh. Um, Temperance is about finding the right mix. I mean, it's a little bit of a like, just be like chill. Like there's a sense of like, mm -hmm. you're going to just have to try things out. You're just going to have to trust. Yeah. Trust is about trying stuff out yeah. and seeing what the right mix is and what feels good to you and being comfortable with being disappointed and being comfortable with being happy and like mm -hmm. all these things all at once. Um, there's this, this is just, I would say, think of anybody that you know that seems to just always have kind of a sense of peace. Mm -hmm. around them and how, how what are they why why is that happening for them and I think it's usually a lot about just being flexible which is cliche to say but it is a very it's a very much a card of being open to um expanding around 
experience instead of contracting around it, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Trial and error. Of trial and error, yeah. And finding the right mix for yourself. Some people, there will be times when you will put yourself out there and try to trust and it won't work. Mm-hmm. And other times it won't. I feel like you know that already. Yeah. But I, I, this is I, a nice confirmation. Yes. I would say that this is a great card to remember um, at all times as you practice trust. Temperance. Temperance, yeah. That's what I would say. Does that make sense? Yeah. Anything else? No. I feel like I need to really go home and meditate on temperance. (laughs) Well, I'm so happy that I could get you to the next level. No, wait. You're not at the next level. That you have the map to get it's to the next level. It's in my sights, but I sights. still don't know if it's the fourth or the fifth dimension. And I'm comfortable with that. <laughs> you know what? I'm, maybe that's I'd, the next level maybe, of oh all. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Hallie. Thank you so much. Where can people find I feel you? Great online. Hallie Cantor on C A N T O R. Don't really tweet anymore, except for when I'm stoned. So check that out. Wow. Um. Yeah. This has been What's Your Deal? I'm Ariana Lenarski. Please review, rate, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.